time to sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is what you save your lunch money for. Your field to the green. Welcome to episode 162 of Passing Points Podcast, presented by Same Day Auto Repair. I'm your host, Michael Tyree. Got my co-host, Travis Ashwood, with me this week. Our, uh, Lane's still in Florida, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I was going to say our third member. I've seen a picture of him fishing today. Florida on vacation. But that's okay. Every day's a vacation for him. This is true. <clears throat> We've got a good show lined up, though. Um, we're going to be talking about some some of our racing so far, World of Outlaws, High Limits, USAC. Um, but we're going to kick things off. we got a good interview. we got a World of Outlaw guy with us. we got a World of Outlaw guy with us. World of Outlaws. Rookie of the Year contender Landon Crawley is with us for this episode. Landon, we appreciate you taking the time to come on Pass Points Podcast and be our Speed Stick Shocks interview guest this week. Yeah, I appreciate it. I've, uh, I've been looking forward to it, so I'm, I'm excited. Well, we appreciate you saying that. And, uh, man, it's, it's pretty interesting to um, see, I guess, how quickly your sprint car career has taken off. I know we'll, we'll touch on it a little bit later you know, how many years you got in sprint car and what all you've been racing. Um, but you know, the, the hot topic at hand is, um, your opening with the world of outlaws this year was, was really strong. Hmm. I mean, you opened it up with a quick time. Um, what, what has it been like so far racing with the world of outlaws? I, it's, it's been pretty wild. You know, it, my expectations were really low. Honestly, I, I wanted to go, I mean, I probably would have been shocked if I would have went 10th quick and, snuck into the a so um it was it was all pretty surprising i mean i i just i didn't expect anything and then you know first night i went quick time and i was just like wow this is this is kind of insane you know and i just uh you know i was i was just really shocked but i mean it was it was an awesome weekend everything pretty much went perfectly we broke a motor one night but i mean you know it's can't really do anything about it so we just we had a pretty awesome week, and I'm still I'm still pretty shocked, honestly. Anybody say has it set in yet to realize how well you did with them? It's getting there. I mean, it's it's just it's crazy. Everything's just so surreal, you know. I mean, to go into a race just hoping to make the A, and you put it in the dash two out of four nights and win one of them. It's everything. It's just it's surreal, really. What do you think led to you guys just hitting it off right out of the gate and having that speed right away? You know, I, I really don't know. I mean, it. I think dad being there for the first few races and then him and Jason being able to, you know, go back and coming from the same home, you know, the ditch and Little Rock and all those places, they just, they have history together. So we have a little bit of chemistry going here and everything just feels really easy. You know, there's no pressure. There's everything's just honestly i wouldn't ask for it any other way how much has your dad been involved with the team thus far uh up until right now i mean he's he's all hands on deck at the moment you know we're gonna go back to florida here and next week and then uh from that point on it'll be just uh me jason and jimmy so what? uh it's, it's gonna get different it's gonna get tough but i'm looking forward to it what, what's the atmosphere like with your dad and jimmy uh, not your dad, your dad, and um, Jason. Jason, sorry, yeah, Jason. I bet that's because they're both kind of yeah, wild. I, 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 say, but I bet that's an entertaining trailer to be in. Uh, you know, so far it's always it's been pretty calm. Um, <laughs> nothing, nothing's gotten too out of control yet. I guess that was just a warm up weekend, maybe. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, so everything, everything's been professional so far. I could see it being professional during the race. I, what about after the checkered flag? Um, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy has happened yet. If okay. I, okay. If I, you know, keep up the same pace that I start the night out with and not completely toss the anchor in the feature, <laughs> I'm sure it's probably a little bit of a different story, but, well, um, everything, I mean, it's, it's been pretty calm so far. You, you bring up tossing the anchor in the feature. I did want to try to delicately bring up how strong you start the night and then kind of seem to fade a little bit. And, and that's not no disrespect because, I mean, the feature and the caliber of drivers in there and the learning curve that you're up against, um, what what are you finding out about the feature versus the races earlier in the night that's that's so different for you? You know, it's it's kind of it's a lot of things really. I mean, 
one of the biggest things for me this past week was just dirty air and fuel. You know, the car, I mean, it, it completely changes when you get 30 guys or 25 guys out there on a place that big where everybody's going that fast. It's everything happens very quick. And then the car drives completely different. So that was a big thing. And then a lot of it was just making one small mistake. You know, I get over the cushion one time and I lose 20 spots. So, you know, I, I feel like I wasn't terrible, but it was just me making really kind of dumb mistakes that the other guys have already, you know, they've learned from it. So they're, they're not going to do the same things that I'm going to do. Right. Sounds yeah, like you, you made one mistake where they don't make any, if you get rid of that mistake, you're there. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, watching it, you don't realize how perfect these guys are, but you know, getting to race with them, it's like, it really is. It's, pretty incredible realizing how perfect of a race these guys run. I mean, they'll run 30 laps and they won't slip up one time where I go from running a local race where I can make 15 mistakes and, you know, still be decent. So it's, it's all just, it's incredible how tough it really is. You know, the last few years racing, uh, 360 sprint cars, um, you've, you've had some good, strong runs, some, and you've been fairly consistent. You've always got speed. Um, but I think it's safe to say, like like right now, it it almost looks like out of the gate you're f- better in a four ten in a than in a three sixty because of the level of competition that you're racing against and you know and qualifying quick time and winning a dash. Um, what what is the difference between the three sixty and the four ten? What are you feeling differences and what do you do you feel like the four ten is leaning more into your driving style or what's going on there that makes it work so much better? Yeah, you know, I I don't know what it is, but I just feel a little bit more comfortable in the 410. You know, I think having that extra amount of power, knowing that I I don't technically have to drive as hard, but, you know, you can still push it, but I can get myself out of the things that I can't in a 360, where, you know, the 360, I mean, you you just have to bury it as hard as you physically can. And, you know, the 410, you can leave a little bit of room to where, you know, center of the corner, you have more. It's, it's just, I feel like, you have more to work with. And I think that helps me because I'm, I'm not really the type of guy to just a complete hero driver. You know, I take it slower and I prefer a slick, nice, smooth track where some of these guys like it hooked up and rough. I'm, I'm just a little bit different than, you know, what the 360 takes. So I guess I'm just a little bit more comfortable in the 410, which doesn't really make any sense, but uh, just that seems to be the way everything's going right now. How, how old are you now? 16 i turned 16 oh, geez, you're younger than i thought you were <laughs> i about to say most most people 16 17 years old you'd think they they're they'd want to they'd want to cushion heavy track because that's what they usually you know, that's what i always lean to when i was younger but hearing you say oh. hearing you say you like a slicker track it sounds different i guess i wasn't expecting that yeah i don't know what it is just that just seems to be whenever when i do the test it's i, I don't know if it's because it's slower and i can react a little faster or what but mm-hmm. i just i like it more i don't i'm not really not sure what it is so had you had any 410 races prior to the world of outlaws at volusia yeah i had a uh i ran two nights with jason which were my first 410 race and broke a motor the first night so that one pretty much didn't count and then second night uh which was at tri-state at Picola power i race and yep. uh you know we weren't bad but I mean, I think I ran fifth or something. So, uh, I mean, prior experience, I, I really didn't have anything going into it. Okay. That's right. I had forgotten about that. I remember that race now. I remember you having, you know, a decent weekend there. And the reason I was asking that question, I was just curious. I was going to be like really amazed if your first ever 410 race is at, you know, the bad, fast Volusia, everybody talks about on one of the fastest half mile tracks. Um, you know, did, Pacola is a fast track in its own rights with the banking. You know, it's a high bank three eighths mile here in Oklahoma. Um, did that track at all prepare you for what Volusia is? I it hundred percent or hundred percent did. Actually, for some reason, I feel like Pacola was almost faster than Volusia. I mean, going into Volusia, everything just kind of felt slow, and you know, felt like I'd been doing it for twenty years. So I think that one weekend at Tri State, that was that was massive for sure. Yeah. Um, going into the weekend as an outlaw, what is the atmosphere like, um, being a rookie with the outlaws, as far as your competition, 
you know, we've talked to Noah Gass over the last couple of years and talked about how some relationships he built with drivers. And I know it's early in your season, um, but have you had any, you know, kind of drivers come out of the way just to introduce themselves or even talk to you about anything? And maybe even if it's just a veteran trying to give you advice to, you know, help you be more comfortable or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I think driving for Jason, that's, I mean, that's massive with that. You know, he's, Donnie is one of his best friends. They park next to each other every single race. So uh, I've been able to talk to Donnie quite a bit. And I've had a few guys come up and uh, introduce themselves. And, uh, some even complimented me. So, yeah, I've I've met with pretty much all of the guys. And some of them I knew a little bit before. So, yeah, everything, I mean, everything right now, I we all seem to, uh, everything seems really perfect. I couldn't ask any other way. Was there any piece of advice that you got that's been like, the most helpful so far uh i haven't gotten too much yet they they kind of just throw me out there and see what happens <laughs> i feel like everybody kind of had fairly low expectations for me um and, and including dad and jason we all kind of even myself i mean i i didn't expect to even get close to what i did i honestly thought i was going to run 20th in the a main and bank off provisionals every night so um, you know, they didn't really try and give me much advice going into it as far as driving or anything. They just kind of let me do my own thing and see how that goes. And luckily everything went decent. So they, uh, they can't get on me too hard yet. So on the heels of such a strong, you know, opening weekend for you, has there been any conversations with, you know, you and Jason and maybe even your dad, like, you know, Hey, this is a high right now. Um, you know, it's a long season it's going to be a ups and downs. We're going to have some struggles. Um, I mean, what's, is, is there a realistic tone within the team still yet? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, we were fast early in the night, but at the end of the day, I mean, realistically, I honestly, in my personal opinion, I think I sucked. So, I mean, you know, I was really good qualifying. I could, I was fast early in the night, but early in the night only gets you so far. So I had to put those full nights together and that's still where I'm struggling. So, um, you know, we all know, definitely know, like I've still got places to be. I mean, I'm, I've still got to get better hundred percent. How excited are you that the next two races with the outlaws are back at Volusia? I, you know, I'm actually at first, uh, looking at that, I was kind of bummed out because you, you spend a whole month in Florida, you kind of get tired of it, but I was, I feel like I'm decent at Volusia. So now I'm kind of looking, looking forward to it now get back and, hopefully run a little bit better. Um, you know, the last night there, I was solid. I was running right there around 10th and then had a flat. So I think going into this next race, I think I hopefully should be a little bit better off. Yeah. So uh, something we like to do for fans here when we get drivers on for the first time, we kind of like to touch base on you know a little bit of their history and their backstory and how they got involved in racing. I think for the most part, you know, most people know who Tim Crawley is, who your dad is. Uh, the crawl daddy and they know how you probably got exposed to racing, but just in case there's some out there, um, if you don't mind, like, um, you know, how, how did you get your start in racing, you know, and even with your dad, you know, uh, how did, did he, you know, have somebody that influenced him? So, you know, where, where does your family get to start racing and, and kind of what does your career path look like up to this point for the world with the world of outlaws? Yeah, I mean, I I had a fairly uh, fairly regular start. Actually, at first, whenever I was really young, uh, I didn't have really want anything to do with racing. I don't I don't know why. I I guess seeing Dad doing it for so long, it kind of just got tiring. So uh, we had a go kart hanging on the wall, a uh, flat cart, and I was about seven, I believe. And then one day, I just decided to uh, go race it, and then everything kind of went from there. And raced uh go-karts and got into micros and once i got into micros everything just kind of took off a little bit quicker and then i got really fortunate i would whenever i was uh 12 i was able to get into a sprint car which at that time everybody thought was a pretty stupid decision but uh everything worked out decent there and then that next year i was in a 360 so so far everything for me is just it's took off really quickly and this sort of outlaws of you, it's definitely way quicker than I expected. You know, if you would ask me two years ago what I'd be doing, 
two years, I'd I'd actually probably just tell you run a three sixty locally still. So was your it's, was your first sprint car at Little Rock or race? Was your first sprint car race at Little Rock? No, my uh, my very first three sixty race was a three hundred five race at Wichita Falls in Texas, and there was about sixty or seventy cars there, and it's during COVID, so there was nothing else going on. Everybody was there, it seemed like. And out of the gate, I think I ran like 10th or something on the last night. And that kind of shocked everybody. Then the next night, at the, I went to the ditch and slipped. And from that point on, I'd pretty much sucked the rest of the year. So uh, it was a pretty big roller coaster that went really high and crashed really hard. So uh, everything just kind of flatlined from there. Now, I know you can't uh, obviously get go in too depth into financials and things like that. But uh, running a World of Outlaws season is not cheap, especially, um, you know, being a hired driver, so to speak, or, or, you know, bringing some sponsorship money with you to get into a ride. Um, I'm curious, as much as you can share, what what did the behind the scenes and and the, the steps along the way look like to, for this deal to come together with sides motorsports and end up, on the world of outlaws. Cause I know I've seen in some interviews uh, with you that like this was somewhat unexpected, wasn't planned. Yes. You're young and you've, but you've said like it was too good of an opportunity to pass up even at a young age. Uh, so what, what did it look like, you know, getting to this point for you and the family? Yeah. I mean, every, it really was, it was completely unexpected. I mean, everybody uh, at the end of last year, whenever I ran the car, everybody, kind of hinted towards me going full-time outlaws and i thought that would have been completely stupid and that we would have been out of our mind if we did that but uh everything just kind of fell into place you know i had some guys step in that wanted to help out a little bit and uh everything just kind of fell in my lap you know it honestly came as a complete surprise i didn't know that we were going to do this until about december so it's not like this was any kind of you know planned arrangement or had something in the works for a year or anything it's just everything came within the last five months. So it's, uh, we're still trying to, uh, get sponsors every day, keep this thing going. So, uh, it's, it's going to be tough, but, um, I think, uh, I think we'll be all right. Was there ever a part of you that, you know, maybe the closer it got to potentially making that decision, that got a little nervous and maybe was like, Hey, maybe I, maybe I'm going to stay 360 a couple more years. Or was you just kind of gung ho the opportunities now we got to take it. There, yeah, there was, there was definitely some doubt. I mean, in the back of my mind, I, I know, you know, I know what I'm capable of. I know that there are times where I, I'm a decent race car driver, but then, you know, I look at other races and, you know, I kind of just get in my head and just tell myself that that was a terrible night and I suck. So, uh, you just having those good nights. I had a, a lot of good nights last year, luckily, and that helped boost my confidence, but I a hundred percent, I mean, I, I didn't know how ready for it I was. So um, I just, they just, you know, it was, it's a once in a lifetime deal. And the way things are going nowadays, you, you got to do it as early as you can. I mean, they will look up in three years, there'll be a 14 year old running outlaws and win 50 races. So um, you just, it was something we had to jump on. I mean, I feel like if we pass it up, uh, it may never come again in my life. So we just, I mean, we took it as soon as we got the chance, whether, whether there was, you know, some doubt or not. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. Um, looking forward to the rest of the year for the Outlaws um, for you guys. And it's going to be fun to watch, see what you do. But I'm curious, um, you, know, you kind of said you have some realistic expectations for the team. Um, but what you know, what are you looking forward to the most this year? And kind of what what is your end goal for the season? What do you see um, you know, at the end of the season, being able to look back on it and be like, that was a successful year. What does that look like to you? Yeah, the biggest thing, I mean, I just, I want to make as many A's as possible. And a top 10 for me would be a, an amazing night, really. I mean, if I could, if I could squeak off running 10th here and there, I mean, that's, that's going to be perfect. And, you know, my, with like a realistic mindset, you know, uh, by no means do I expect to go set the world on fire. And, you know, we may leave Lucia. I might, struggle to make age after that but uh the way things are going right now i mean my biggest goal now is just you know put it in top 10 and uh hopefully by the end of the year we can 
make pretty much every AMA. That's my biggest goal for sure. So, um, was there any sort of like a, a, a point standings goal for the team as an overall standings goal or anything like that, or just kind of night by night goals and let the rest of it fall where it may? Uh, no, not really. I mean, uh, I didn't have any, here's dad walking in. He'll probably say something. <laughs> no, I didn't, uh, I've never had any points goals just going into it. It was kind of just going to be a one race at a time deal. And then, uh, just see how that went. So I haven't really thought about points too much yet. Yeah. So go ahead. You can go ahead if you got something on that. I thought no, no, no. If you you got something on that, go ahead. I, I got. Oh, I don't. I was about to change topics. I okay, that's what I was going to do. I was going to okay. change up. Okay, well, go ahead, Travis. <laughs> so we're very professional. Well, we were talking. We thought we heard your dad walk in. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I I was curious. I was driving over here and I was thinking the same thing, or I was thinking, uh, since you are kind of new and young, and he has a really, really great like nickname, or is it? I guess it'd be a nickname. Yeah, Carl Daddy. Crawl Daddy. Do you have one? They haven't gotten me one yet. I don't I don't know how appropriate Crawl Daddy is for a sixteen year old. So <laughs> Well I didn't Man, know if it... evaluating on that one. I'm, I'm kinda of still in the works. I guess I guess I gotta let one of these announcers give me something. Right. So. Is, that, is that how it works? The announcer has to figure it out? Yeah, I mean I think so. I, I think it's either usually want... usually the announcers or your drunk buddies, one of the two is usually how they come. Which uh we know you're not gonna have any of those drunk buddies right now, so Delton <laughs> did the crawdaddy thing to me so years ago. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 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 usually most of your good nicknames always come from somebody close to you or 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 somebody else at least. Yeah. So I was curious, uh, Landon, with the you know I know with the world of outlaws, there's certain restrictions on what you can and cannot race. We know you've been running some 360 stuff. Um, what what does the rest of your season look like outside of the World of Outlaws? Are you going to be able to run some other things as well? Uh, right now, it's looking pretty just full schedule Outlaws. And then uh, we have a couple high limit races planned. I think there's two nights before the Kings Royal that we have in mind. And then one uh, high limit race at West Memphis. So uh, as of right now, schedule's pretty full, pretty much all Outlaws. So. Yeah, I know... Um... The, the World of Outlaws in itself is a large schedule and a lot of races to take on. Um, what's the most races that you've done in a season thus far in your career? Um, the year I ran national, I think I ended up with a total of maybe 50 nights. And I don't know how much of that was sprint cars, a little bit of midget stuff. So realistically, in a sprint car, probably 40 races, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. And you're probably at at minimum probably about to double that this year. Uh, I think this year I'll probably end up with about 90, which is kind of insane because I raced not even 30 times last year. So I just tripled my schedule from, you know, over the span of five months, I decided to run three times as much. So, so, uh, what does it look like? I know you've had a little taste of it kind of with the ASCS national tour stuff. Um, but what does it look like as a 16-year-old trying to balance high school and travel and race? Yeah, uh, that's going to be very tricky. Um, I'm very much looking forward to the summer, so I don't have to deal with that. But, uh, yeah, even, like, I was in Volusia, and I was having to do some schoolwork. But my mom helps out uh, a little bit with school, and then I got I do a flex schedule, so I don't have classes too often. But um, right, it's – my school compared to your average 16 year olds, 10 times easier. So I definitely have no room to complain there, but it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, I gotta, I gotta balance it. I gotta do it. It's part of the part of being a team. Well, we're, we're looking forward to uh, seeing how the season plays out for you and hoping, you know, you continue to improve and have some good success. Uh, I know here in a few weeks, uh, you guys are going to be swinging through Oklahoma. So we'll definitely be, catching up with you at a racetrack here in Oklahoma pretty soon. Yeah, they, actually, those are probably some of my most looked forward to races all year. I think uh, Thunderbird and, what is it, Lawton? Yeah. yeah. They go to uh, West Siloam or uh, yeah. Arrowhead, Arrowhead, Arrowhead Speedway as well over there in West Siloam Springs. Or yeah, I, I don't know. They call it Cold Court now. 
I've never seen a sprint car race there, I don't guess. So, um, so the track just – its the track was formerly uh, West Solemn Speedway and Flint Creek or Flint Rock or something like uh, that. Flint Creek. And uh, they – man, the track they built there, um, they could have built it anywhere. They bulldozed that whole place and started over, and uh, they – it's no longer like the rocky red clay. It, they brought in black gumbo clay. Um, it's top notch facility, and uh, so they opened up last year. And I, you know, I was at the first sprint car race there. I think it was an OCRS uh, two barrel three hundred five race, and uh, it's a it's a pretty wicked little track. It reminds me of a, um, gosh, it, it kind of races similar to like a Husitz or even maybe a Peevely. I haven't been there since kind of a boring. It high bank type thing is is it basically the same as it was or have they oh no real no. yeah before it was you know considered a quarter mile and it had long straightaways paperclip corners and now i think it's i want to say they might classify it as a third third mile or something like that just a hair over a quarter and it's it's more of a perfect oval shape mm-hmm. with high banks like it's it's a wicked track yeah i think they they may have a national race there now i think landon Britt won yeah, they might have. Yeah, now that you say that. But. I don't know. I do well. I rep too much, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so. But anywho, yeah, like I said, we're, we're looking forward to seeing you here in Oklahoma in a few weeks. And uh, we'll come up and chat with you when we're at the races. And, uh, uh, man, best of luck to you the rest of this season. We appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to come on the show and chat with us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a good one. Yep, you too. Well, hey, that was fun. I know a lot of people have been wanting to hear from Landon um, since he's had that opening weekend with the Outlaws, and uh, I know the internet blew up when it when it happened. Yeah, because yeah. everybody's like, "Look at this." Yeah, I know there's been some other interviews out there, but hopefully, maybe that's a little bit different take on it, and, more information. So. And you know, we might be reading into it a little bit because he did he did really well. He's he's going to have a, a like it's going to drop off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's and almost you almost don't want to. In in one sense, you almost don't want to be him because starting with such a high like that, you know. I mean, obviously, he could have been better, right? But uh, and he might prove us all wrong, like he just did. Your very first World of Outlaw race, your quick time. Uh, I know. You know, to start the season yeah. in Florida, that's an insane ball, high bar to yeah, set. Yeah, you just set a really high bar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and then you end up winning a dash that same week within those four race stretch. And now here we're saying this, there's going to be a law. We say that, but we didn't think he was going to do that either. Yeah. So he might not, you know, he might, he might come out and just still swinging. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's a good thing that he's getting to, like we mentioned, going right back to Volusia, um, continue to build some confidence. Cause like he mentioned himself after Volusia, who knows? He, he might, He's got knocked off. He's got two people that know what they're doing too. That's for sure. Taking care of him, like his dad and Jason. They're going to make sure. I I, I'm a little bummed out that we didn't get any uh, fun. You know that they're not having any shenanigans yet. Um, Jason Sides is one of my favorite characters on the World of Outlaw tour, and I know. I think you you were with us at Pecola Pecola yeah that night yeah I don't. Helm and Saldana. Yeah, getting into well, it. I don't remember one of them. Did, did Jason Side spin him out or did. I don't even remember, but. I just remember them getting into it. And I remember Kel Kane on top of the trailer yelling at, at Sides and yeah. Sides doing an international gesture. <laughs> um, not a middle finger, but his arm was moving yeah. back yeah. and forth. And yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll leave yeah. Imagination. Well, the best part to me after that race was i was standing around jason myers or uh jason sides pits and i think it was jason myers came down and was complaining that um i think steve kenzer won the race and that it was a debacle on goodyear tires and there was i remember the tires were tires tires. didn't make the race the tires didn't make the race so steve kenzer had blew a right rear and it came in and changed right rear and left rear Huh. And you were back then. The rule was See, I don't remember this part of it. You were only supposed to change the tire that had an issue. Well, they argued that the left rear was bald and cords were showing, and it was about to blow, and that it had went flat sitting in the pits. Uh-huh. That was their argument that it it was flat too. So they put 
fresh left rear and right rear on and came back through the field when everybody's blowing tire. We couldn't get a lap in, you remember? It was crazy. I don't remember all that part. I believe it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, so I think it was Jason Myers was wanting to – was trying to get everybody – rallied the troops to go down to the World of Outlaws trailer and say, this isn't right, you need to disqualify him. He broke the rules. Uh-huh. And I don't remember how this would have affected him in the sta- in the final finish or whatever, but I just remember that Jason Sides was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not right. <laughs> you know, just really playing up to it. And then Jason Myers, like, he kind of builds up his energy too. He's like, yeah, I know. That's why we need to go talk. And Jay's like, let's go. And, J- and Jason Myers turns around and Jason Sides goes to take a step with him, and he takes a step, but before his foot hits the ground, he spins 180 and steps right back towards his trailer and goes up in the trailer. Like, <laughs> completely left him hang. Like, got him all worked so up. So he was instigating? Yes. And I'm like, from that point on, like, Jason Sides has just been one of my favorite characters on the tour. Yeah, I bet, I, bet, I bet he's hard to keep up with. Oh, I bet. I bet. So, Well, hey, we got some other stuff to chat about, too. Um well, I'm going to take a quick break to hear from a few, partner, few of our partners, and uh, we'll be back on the other side. Danny Smith, owner of Same Day Auto Pair and Tire Pros, makes automotive service and tire buying simpler. Same Day Auto Pair and Tire Pros offers payment options with or without credit, payments starting as low as $40. The program is available for both car repairs and tires. Tire Pros, hassle-free guaranteed. Find out more at samedayautopair.com. No payment options or guaranteed options available to those who qualify. See store complete details. Same day auto repair. Whether you're looking for countertop for your new property or your remodeling needs, uh, Permastone has you covered. At, per- at Permastone Countertop Solutions, you can choose from a large collection of the best countertops around Tulsa, Oklahoma. From the selection of your countertop to its installation, their experts will help you with everything. Choose from a range of quartz, marble, granite countertops uh, for your residential or commercial property. Uh, you can check out permastonetulsa.com uh, to get with them and get their numbers. You can give them a call, get a free estimate uh, or an in-home consultation um, and let them show you how perfect countertops around Tulsa, Oklahoma can transform your home. That's Permastone Countertop Solutions. Check them out at permastonetulsa.com. And we're back. So uh, we need to have him on the show, anyways. Who's that? Talking about his new job. Uh, yeah, I don't. You know, the people that are listening to this podcast right now are not going to know what you're talking about. Oh, I figured that, you com- said- that conversation started off there. I know. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yes, it would be good. I figured they'd probably be in your notes. That's not no. Is it really not in your notes? No. I figured that would be something you would talk about. We'll get him on the show. And we can talk about it. All right. All right. Because uh, he got he got a new announcing job. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, and everybody yeah, everybody's already heard his voice on the show because of the show when the show started. Yeah, I forgot about that. No, I, I thought you were talking about something else. Oh wow, I don't know what you're talking about. Then. Well, I was talking about the other announcer that moved to the other series that we just talked about. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we no. Just talked about I was talking. I was talking about yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. That's that's good. I completely forgot. Um, big news in sprint car racing uh, this week. Brian Holbert accepted a USAC announcer position that was left um, open. I hear he's no good. He's horrible. They should send him back to Oklahoma. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that what you hear? Yeah, that 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 what it will put up with him. I text Brian <laughs> and I told him congratulations, and I said uh, it just sucks that we're not going to see you as often. Now. Yeah, I know. Right? You know, uh, we're going to get to hear him a lot more now on Flow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's too big of an opportunity to pass up. I mean, he he is going to be the lead announcer for USAC Sprint Cars, Silver Crown, and Midgets. And it's just... Uh, he's, got, he's got a lot of talking to do. Yeah. You know, I think the hard part is, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, that USAC has some decent breaks in their schedule too, but that sounds like a lot of time away from home to me. I wonder if he's I wonder if he's moving up there or not. Oh. No. Well, he's not even from... He's not from here. Well, no, but... I mean, I don't know where his wife's from, but... You know, they have, oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. They have, you know, I mean, they have a couple kids. She's a school teacher. Yeah, but they're all they're they're all pretty young. If you're that's if you're going to move, you need to do it now. That's true. But I mean, the other side of it too is, you know, I assume that Brian would continue to work for the Chili Bowl. 
Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, he he offices out of the Chili Bowl offices here in Tulsa. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we should get him on the show. And talk, and about, talk about it, yeah. Yeah. Figure out what he's doing. Yeah, maybe maybe get, he'll still be around some. Yeah, let's get Brian on the show and ask, not not so much about all the racing stuff, but let's ask him about how this affects his personal ask him about the, Ask him about the family? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, so. just, call, just call him up and be like, so how's the kids? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Congratulations, Brian Holbert. Um, that's a big deal, man. Hate to see you go. Hate to see you leave ASCS. Um, selfishly, gonna miss you being around here in Oklahoma. But one hundred percent, we'll put up. And we'll put up with him if they don't want to. I told him not to forget about us. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, as most people that are sprint car fans listen to this show, you probably already know that the World of Outlaws got four races in. Uh, your first four winners are. <laughs> Were Brad Sweet, David Gravel, Tyler Courtney, and Sheldon Hoddenshield. Um, that was was all at Volusia, and the World of Outlaws uh, again are in action at Volusia March March third and fourth coming up. Uh, High Limit Series has got their first two races in, um, and with Kyle Larson picking up the first victory and Tyler Courtney picking up the second victory, so that's two four ten wins on the season so far for Courtney. One with the Outlaws. And one with High Limit. Um, they are the High Limit series is at Golden Isles this weekend. Uh, so got some more 410 race in action to keep up with. Um, you know, as we just talked about, Brian Holbert making the move to USAC. Uh, he was on the microphone. Uh, they had seven races scheduled there in Florida. One got rained out. They ended up getting six races in. Um, I did, think. Did you watch much of it? No, I didn't get to watch much. Some highlights here, or there. I know you're still coaching basketball and stuff. I yeah, didn't know. Yeah, um, but you know, from what I heard, and then I uh, seen a lot of people talking about Brian on the microphone. Um, I remember being a fantastic big, job, and I think it's obvious that. Oh yeah, that was probably a, a an audition. He says things so quick. Sometimes you like you have to think of, like what was, what was it? one that always catches me off guard when he's like the 700 horsepower. Pogo stick. Yeah. When they're bouncing. He just says quick things yeah. like that. And you're like, yeah. did he just say what? Yeah. 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 So I was curious. So did you, did you get to watch some of it? Oh, I was flipping between that and East Bay a lot. Yeah. The thing I like about Brian is like, or the, the three, uh, the 360 race. Yeah. East Bay. The thing I like about Brian on the microphone is like, I don't feel like even though, you know, even though it was USAC, it was something different. Might've, Maybe he knew that he was auditioning for a job. Maybe he just thought he was filling in for six races. Who knows? You know, who knows what was really going through his mind. But the thing about Brian is I don't care whether it's he's filling in for a factory stock race at Creek County or USAC or ASCS National. He brings the same level of energy mm-hmm. and professionalism. Like, he's he's the same announcer. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's what's – amazing for me is he's he's one of the best in sprint car racing best in racing in my opinion oh yeah so um but yeah first six You're races in the books good um justin grant got three wins logan cv's got two wins and cj leary has one win um a little bit of a break for the usac national sprint cars as there always is they're not back in action till april 5th at Terre Haute, and then on april 6th they are at red hill raceway so that's pretty much all of our sprint car actions so far for the season. Um, not a whole lot to talk about yet. Well, stuff start, starts up around here in what two weeks? Yeah, um, I got to get my car ready this finish getting it ready this weekend. I say finish getting it ready this weekend. I probably need to start getting my car ready this weekend. I think I've um, got I've got a month right. Yeah, a little over a month. A little over a month. month. Month five weeks probably. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go race uh, with Oil Capital Racing Series here. On March uh, 1st, 2nd, two-day show there at Red Dirt Raceway in Meeker, Oklahoma. Um, so, yeah, parked the car last year. Last race I ran was actually at Red Dirt Raceway. Uh, parked it, winterized it, so to speak, I guess. And uh, I just got to do a little maintenance on the car. This really wish we had landed on the show so we could talk about his stuff. Yeah. Because I, I want to know more information about it. Yeah, this his deal with this uh, ASCS, this new racing team. He's going to run some ASCS stuff with them. So You should call his ass. Eh, he's probably drunk. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, man, it's later in Florida. Oh, that's true, yeah. yeah. So, 
Yeah, no, man. Uh, our racing kicks off here uh, in the next week and a half. So, so other than that, I haven't been over here in a month. Anything exciting happening? No, you know, I mean, you can come over without a podcast. I have stuff to do too. I mean, like, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm. Yeah. No, uh, basketball is almost over. Um, I had to push. I had to like push down some trees and stuff in my backyard and we, things like uh, that. We almost had a perfect season, and then the last game of the season, we screwed it up. Oh. Yeah, we almost lost every game, and then they decided to win the last one. Sounds like they need to make a coaching change. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's what's funny. Um, My brother-in-law, you know, me and him are coaching it together, and it's worked out good because he works night shifts, so I've been able to cover some practices, and then I've had some, uh, you know, racing banquets and some other stuff I went out of town for, and – so I had to miss a couple games. So we've been able to, you know, really between the two of us help each other out. And uh he had he was a he missed he was at every game. He's missed practices. Um, but the last game of the season was the same night as his daughter's senior night there at Bixby. So he was unable to go to the game because of the senior night ceremonies, which sucked because I had to miss my niece's senior night ceremonies. Um I did get to see her play the game but they decided to do senior night in between the boys and girls game uh-huh. and so i did get to watch the first half of her game before we had to leave and she got to start and that was cool um so he was unable to make the game so this was the first game that i was coaching solo and we won so i'm just gonna leave that out there okay <laughs> so so it's him you well, know, so you, you, you we, gotta get an assistant coach change we, we started the postseason tournament uh, which is a whole nother story I need to get into. We started the oh, postseason tournament, get into. and uh, we lost. We got our butt stomped last week, 44 to 14. And uh, it sounds like a football score. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, stomped yeah, yeah. in basketball. And uh, my my brother-in-law was there, and he said, maybe I should stay home next week because the only game we've won, I wasn't here. <laughs> and I was like, I just looked at him. I said, please come. I'm ready for this to be over. <laughs> But we, uh, so the postseason thing, man, you know, the last game of the season and I thought it's over, right? Well then that I'm getting there and the players are saying, Hey, are we going to play in the postseason tournament? And I'm like, no, we probably don't even qualify for it. You know, we're, we're Owen seven or whatever. Uh-huh. It and, and they're like, Oh no, everybody can play in it. You just have to enter it and pay to enter it. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't even know when we can enter or whatever. And uh, so we're playing this game. I'm watching. I'm watching the game. I'm coaching, and, and I'm like, man, we can beat this team. Like, they're not better than us. They have one good player, and we were figuring out how to shut him down. And I'm like, we can win this game, man. Like, this is the best chance we've had all year that I've seen. So I open my mouth up on the timeout, and I'm trying to get them fired up. I said, hey, you guys want to play in that postseason tournament? And they're like, yeah. And I said, you win this game, I'll get us in the tournament, I'll coach you in the tournament. They got all fired up. They started – they closed that gap. We were down, like, by 12 points maybe at one point. We took the lead back with three minutes left, had a little back and forth tied, and and we ended up winning by two points, 30 to 28. And so, basically, I opened my mouth, and they won the game, and I was like, crap. So I'm thinking this tournament's like next weekend, like Thursday, yeah, Friday, yeah, Saturday. Yeah. This tournament plays out over three weeks, dude. Oh, so it's not even a weekend thing. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> if if we you we, need, so, we lost the first game last Saturday, we play this Saturday at 11 a.m. If we win, we have to play again Saturday and play like we have to win like two more games on Saturday uh-huh. to make it to the championship which would be the following Saturday at 6 p.m., which is the same night I'm supposed to be racing. At, I'm going to race at Meeker. So I really just need us to lose this week. What's that date you're racing at Meeker? March 1st and 2nd. Okay, never mind. We're good. But So, yeah. Because I talked about going down there and helping you if you needed help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still got to figure sounds that like, out. Anyways, sounds like those kids need some bribery and some NIL deals is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. You need to just find somebody, give them 100 bucks for winning games or something. Maybe. Anyways, I done told my brother-in-law if we screw around and make the championship of this tournament by you know some miracle, 
I won't be there. I'm, I'm going to be. If there. you guys make it the championship, you have to go. I'm going to Meeker and racing. What if you win the championship? Then good for them. I'm going to go try to win a race. Can you imagine taking a team that only won one game all and season long? And, well, I, I did find out that I guess like the top four out of our division or league or whatever, they're in a different tournament. Oh. So we're like in the NIL tournament. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, or the NIV. NIV National Invitational, right? Yeah. The the not NIT, not in tournament. That's what it is. Yeah. But yeah, we're in that one. And you know, I just re- realized we haven't had Lane on the show since Chili Bowl, since before Chili Bowl. Dude, if you miss him so bad, call him. No, I'm just saying, like, because we wanted we wanted to screw with him about Chili Bowl too, because he had like a you know a big time showing. I thought we had him. I don't think so. Yeah. Did we? I thought it was maybe it was two weeks later and we finally got to talking about it or something. I don't remember. Who knows? It's been a long month. We have not been on. I we are not doing very good right now. No, I think we. I think it's was January eighteenth was our last episode and this is February twenty first. Yeah, yeah. We have fallen in the ranks. I'm sure there's other podcasts that are better. It's been an off season. It's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah, we can tell. We suck at it right now. We're gonna get back in the groove of things. You know, in some respects we probably sucked before oh i know well we, 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 we were a train wreck you wanted to listen to before we're a train wreck that's not very exciting anymore we've lost our luster <laughs> yeah uh, yeah we also don't have much going on and that's the problem but that's about to change yeah I, I know there's been things i wanted to vent about you wanted to do a grind your gear grind my gear set? yeah but it has nothing to do with racing oh i just remember like do you drive through, you drive through Sepulpa, right? Do, uh, you know where you go up on top of the hill? I avoid Sepulpa like the plague. Yeah. Anyways, you know where you go on top of the hill and they have the stoplight? Yeah. Do you remember? Did you have to do that when it was snowing? Yeah. Did you? Was it blinking yellow? Mm-hmm. Did everybody freaking stop? Idiots, at the, stop. Oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, what what I'm trying to say is like there's a hill in Spalpa. Yeah. There's a there's a stoplight. It stop changes light. to yellow when, when, it, when there's when the ice roads are icy. It changes to a blinking yellow, yeah. and everybody thinks that's a stop sign. No, it's it's meant to actually say, "Hey, proceed with caution," but it's okay to keep your momentum going. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to vent about that when that yeah. happened so bad, and yeah, I didn't have no I, I didn't have nowhere to vent. We had some snow and ice. Yeah. Over the last yeah. month, there was that, and I was just one. I was irritated about it. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I couldn't give you a place to vent. That, that's what this is for. You could have went to Facebook and done it. I do not do that. Here's my problem with venting on Facebook. It's because I'll vent on Facebook, right? And then somebody will make a comment, but now I'm off Facebook. So it looks like I just let them win the argument. Yeah. So I... Yeah, they make some mic drop comment. Yeah, yeah. And, th- and then I don't get back on it for like yeah. six hours or something like that. So it looks like they, you know... They schooled yeah. me. I have. I don't hardly get on Facebook anymore either, and I miss so much news and so many comments. I actually got on there earlier, and I was scrolling through looking for some racing news from today, looking for things being said, and uh, I saw a post on my timeline from a friend six days ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I was like, "Oh, hey, sorry, I just seen." Well, this. and you get a lot of stuff going on Facebook. Do I? Yeah, compared to me, oh. I mean, like you can post them on Facebook, and then just you'll have comments and yeah. d- get a debate well, going. Right. When I finally do, when Wait, I finally you can do get comment, debates going, and all I guess maybe that's because I I wait till it's a hot topic and and I gotta say something. Yeah, mine. I'm just like share passing points podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Share. Yeah, and you probably only do that because it pops up a notification that I tagged you in it. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, just my algorithm is totally like funny dog videos. That's all it is. Like I don't do, yeah, drama and debates and stuff. Yeah, same. That's why I just no like, bullshit. <laughs> well, you, okay, you don't do debates. You're just like, oh, look, pot stir. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been doing that at work a lot lately. What stirring? Oh god, yeah. you're, you're like the manager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why do you stir the pot when, when you're the so man? I'll give you. I'll give you a for instance. I have an employee that uh, I don't think likes me. Oh, imagine that. And he got, I guess, got into it with another employee. And he said, did he come talk to you? And I was like, no. He's like, oh, okay. 
And I was like, about what? He goes, oh, well, he, he thinks I'm a dick. And I was like, oh, okay. He goes, I mean, like he outright called me a dick. And I was like, okay. <laughs> he goes, I just thought maybe he would uh come tell you that I was a dick. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm sure you tell him that I'm a dick. So it's full circle moment. And I walked off. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I just, <laughs> you sound like you have a very like nice office atmosphere there. Uh, that wasn't in the office. I know that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's HR would shit if they knew like construction language sometimes. Uh my HR lady is awesome. She joins in sometimes. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm trying to say though? Like if you go like to a construction site, yeah, yeah. it's not Yeah. There's probably some lawsuits. Well yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, there's potential lawsuits everywhere. But yeah, no uh you know Oh my gosh, you didn't say he, she, her, or whatever, you know? <laughs> I'm bad about, um, I'm bad about, I'll make some subtle comments. Oh yeah, you're an ass. Yeah, I am an ass. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel strongly about some things, and I I try to balance expectations and understanding that not everybody can do everything in the way that you would like it done. Um, I try to, for the most part, be understanding that there's different roads to get to the same destination uh-huh. as long as we can get there, you know, efficient. Try not to micromanage kind of thing. Yeah. I don't like micromanaging, but I also can't keep my mouth shut when I see something that I don't like. You have you have your pet peeves, in other words. Oh, for sure. I think everybody does, though. For sure, everybody does. And you know, I've got employees that have their pet peeves, and they'll talk to me. They'll tell me they don't like something. And sometimes you just sometimes you just have to give somebody ownership of a portion of their job or whatever. Yeah. And be like, I need this from this point to this point. I need you to get this done. Yeah. And let it go. And it's on you. Yeah. No, I like whatever. That. How big ever that situation is. Yeah. I like that, and that's honestly, in some in some aspects, maybe I'm too not involved because I don't like micromanaging. I don't like to be micromanaged, and I don't want to micromanage you. But then usually when I do have to get involved, I'm like I try to be very detailed because I'm like I do want you to take it and run with it. I don't want to have to talk to you about it again. Uh-huh. So, in the same aspect, sometimes probably one of my weaknesses is not getting involved. Like I don't check on people. I just assume that if somebody needs help, they're going to come tell me they need help, Uh which is kind of ironic because I'm the type of person that for the most part, I put my head down and go to work. And if I'm drowning, I try to swim harder and I don't, yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. I don't ask for a life jacket. I just keep try to swim harder. And well, you got to remember though, a lot of people, people, I don't know how to say this without people want not, it's not reinsurance is the word I'm not looking for. It's not the word I'm looking for, but like, affirmation no they want to if they if they do something they want to show it off too do you know what i'm trying to say they're like hey i've done this yeah that's good i'm excited about it yeah i also want to show everybody else i did it too yeah no that's good i I appreciate people taking initiative and doing things that's big with me Um, and it's not like oh you need a pat on the back it's just like hey no and and i see people do stuff um and everybody on does their it. own. Everybody does it, even if they don't realize I they do it. Definitely try to make it sure mm. to tell them something of appreciation. You know, good job. Hey, that looks good. I like that. Um, you know, I had a guy yesterday that we had some downtime, and he know, he one of our delivery trucks was dirty. Mm. He took the pressure washer out there and washed it, and it was nice and clean, mm. and detailed, clean the windows. Mm-hmm. You know, detailed mm-hmm. it afterwards. And uh, I told him, hey, man, truck looks pretty. You know, like, you know, hey, I noticed what you did. Oh, yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, but also not be, like, weird and mushy about it. But, like, <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> yeah, I get, you, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But, but like, everybody, everybody wants to feel, com- not confident, but proud of what they've done. Yeah. Whether that come from internally or externally, okay. from and peers, I've, from somebody over them, any, you yeah. know. Whoever. And I've got a great group of guys, really. I do. We got 
I'm I'm as happy with the group of people we have as I've been since I've been in this operation manager role. Well, I know at one time you were stressed the hell out. Yeah, we were so understaffed, and now I mean, I feel like I might be just a hair understaffed, maybe like one person understaffed. Uh huh. But um, I think I can make it work where we're at. You know, uh-huh. this yeah. turned into a business podcast. Yeah, yeah, I guess it has. But no, anywho, yeah, I got a great group of guys, and I like working with them. Uh, it's stressful some days, but for the most part, everybody takes pride in what they do. And good group, good group. Any more racing stuff? No, no. If there's any listeners left, I'm sorry. I need to call Brett. Time we need to get the car back out of the trailer and go to work on it. Yeah, get it ready for. Can you tell him to come over and work on my car. <laughs> I thought you said yours was yours was ready. I can't speak. Uh, yeah, it is. I just, I'm going to, uh, do my maintenance. I'm going to. ASCS motor? No. Still at the builders? Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got a second car though, dude, didn't you? Uh, I got a frame right now. Oh, so you haven't worked on that? Uh, yeah. Dad's piddled on it some. What have you been doing? I know you asked if I worked on it, but dad's piddled on it some. What have you been doing? Uh. <laughs> basketball yeah i get it uh, i get it. we had soccer practice i told you that earlier yeah. though been sick oh i forgot about you being sick. yeah dude that flu got me hard yeah i had six straight days with a fever wow i uh, ended up having a flu this is the worst show we've ever done uh, no it's not listen to episode so one. it's like <laughs> uh, it's like man i i really felt under the weather a couple of weeks ago yeah Dude, I great, have, bro. I cool. Have, no have, one gives a shit. Me, <laughs> You're about to give a crap. I had the flu, uh-huh. double ear infection, uh-huh. and a respiratory uh-huh. infection. Uh-huh. And a yeast infection. No. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the doctor told me I was a couple days away from probably having pneumonia if that, you know, and she mm-hmm. was concerned that mm-hmm. the antibiotics mm-hmm. were not going to clear it up mm-hmm. and that I might get pneumonia. I did not get pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Travis, screw you. I'm in no, I was, I'm was. i sorry. I was no. in a... No. You and your condescending... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My problem was I was already thinking we needed to go golf again. Oh, yeah. I quit. Did you really quit golfing? You burnt out. You got burnt out, didn't you? No. I got worse. And I can't hit a tee shot now to save my life. It's because of that club. Is that driver. I think it is. And also, I, think, you, it's, I you, think it's my grip. You also looked better with like when you use my shitty driver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so no, I quit. I played the week of Christmas. We had a nice day and I played at the Hard Rock and I quit halfway through that round. I was doing so bad. Well, let's go back to the driving range and just hang out. Yeah, we need to. Um cuz I I got some ideas I want to try, but I quit that day and I figured like, hey, if I don't play golf for 2 or 3 months, Maybe I can forget about it, and whatever bad habit I have, maybe it will just go away. That's my plan. Uh-huh. It's probably not a good one. Yeah. But, yeah, let's go hit some golf balls. All right. All right. Good show. Horrible show, but. Eh. We're back, bitches. We really need Lane to get worked up again. That's what. I miss Lane. You need yeah, to I show. know. I'm not good enough. I get it. Well. Well, no, no, no. You're, you're the one that. You, you, What's the what's the what's the show the what's the guy's name in the greatest showman? Hugh Jackman. Yeah, you're Hugh Jackman. All right. Thank you. You know he also plays Wolverine, baby. Shut up and listen to me. Oh, you're like Hugh that. Jackman and you're controlling this circus. We just need more people in the circus besides just me. Besides the bearded lady. I mean whatever. Who can sing really good by the I way. cannot sing worth a shit. Oh, oh, dude, that's another thing I was going to talk about. I found somewhere that you would actually like to go. Yeah? Yeah. You ever been to a piano bar? Like a dueling piano bar? No, I've always wanted to, though. Dude, we went to the one in Tulsa. You, do you not remember when me and you were in Nashville, we wanted to go to that one? No, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, we tried. We wanted to. Oh. Anyways, we, got, we need to go to the piano bar in Tulsa. There was one in Nashville when we looked I say piano. Dueling piano bar. Yeah, that sounds fun. Oh, it's a blast. Yeah. I'd like to get my dad and go, too. No. Why? I'll tell you about later. <laughs> My dad <laughs> likes pianos. He plays. It's pianos. not the same thing. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. 
It, they play pianos. Yes, yes. But like, I'll tell you about it later. Okay. He might like it. He might not. I'll have to let you be the judge of that. All right. Okay. Well, uh, it was a good show. No. No, it wasn't. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you to our partners for the not-so-good show, I guess. Same-day auto repair. They're getting discounts for this solutions, one. Solutions, A1 Machine Shop, <laughs> Speed Stick Shocks. Thank you to Landon. Sorry, Noah. Thank you to Landon Crawley for coming on the show. Land, I th- Landon Crawley was the best part of the show. Well, of course. That's why. That's all of our guests are the best part of the show. Yeah, I guess I said that wrong. <laughs> I sound like a total ass there. You sound like more than that, but I won't say. Anyways, go ahead. Yep. And end the show before we really screw All right. Up. Well, thank you for our, to our fans that hopefully came back for this show for listening. Nobody's to listening to me rant right now anyway, so it's not a big deal. Points podcast presented by Same Day Auto Repair. We'll talk to you next week. I don't remember which button ends. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs>